I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work, and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming. And I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life, and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up. What can I say, honestly? The amount of you guys who are doing the 2024 reset with me is insane. There's literally thousands and thousands of you. And it just, I can't even tell you how happy it makes me. I'm just blown away by the response. Like, you know, I've sent out this, you know, reset workbook before, obviously not to the same level because I've changed my processes over the years, but I can't describe how happy it makes me. And that's literally why I do what I do is because life's bloody overwhelming, New Year's resolutions and the new year in itself. Like, as I said, we put so much pressure on ourselves and I'm just so, so happy that the way that I set out for the new year myself resonates with so many of you and it really takes the pressure off. And I also love that majority of you agree that we shouldn't be setting our goals and resolution. Well, you, you guys know I hate the word resolution. We shouldn't be setting our New Year's goals and intentions in December or the start of January because we're all buggered. I'm still recovering, guys, honestly. I don't know how when we were younger, like I remember being 18 years old and just going out and then literally rocking up to work the next day and I'd be out till like four o'clock in the morning. Now, if I just like sleep a little bit wrong, I pull my neck out and if there's like a tiny noise, I wake up. Like it's just insane. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. All I want to say is thank you so much. If you haven't signed up to my 2024 Reset Roadmap, Basically, it's a free program. You get a workbook and I'm talking you through the steps in the podcast in January and also on my YouTube and socials. So it is a really, really cool free resource. It's the last time it's going to be free because um, I just I just love giving you guys free shit, let's be honest. Even when I make it, my team's like, Steph, this should not be free. Like there's so much that goes into things like this. Like I can't tell you how many hours I've spent on this program and creating all these things, but I genuinely just want to help you guys. And that's just basically my mission in life. Anyways, moving on. Today's episode, I'm so excited to get into. It's a topic that I think literally everyone struggles with, especially in this day and age, which is productivity. So I want to be giving you productivity hacks for the new year and also giving you reasons why you are possibly not being as productive as you think. But before I get into it, very exciting news. Your girl is out of her moon boot. I'm never taking my ankles for granted again. I'm in like a brace now. And if you guys missed it, I fractured my ankle and tore ligaments. So I've been in a moon boot for like five weeks and she gets sweaty. 
TMI, but it's it's gross. It really is gross. And um, I remember I went to the physio for an appointment. They were wearing masks, like from like COVID masks, basically. So there must have been an outbreak. And I took it off and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I sprayed it. I know this is way too much information. I don't even know why I'm telling you guys this. But anyway, I sprayed it. I did all the things. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, like if it stinks. And he's like, it doesn't. But he's like, but that's also why we wear the masks. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but yeah, I won't be taking my ankle for granted again. It also reminds me of that episode from The Simpsons, showing my age here, where Marge gets in like a cast. And then when she takes it off, it's just like full hairy leg. <laughs> I get laser, but, you know, and I luckily didn't have to get a cast, but I couldn't imagine that. Anyways, I'm going to get into it because I'm blabbing so, so much. The other day, I finally posted my ins and outs for 2024 on my Instagram. And I thought I'd quickly share them with you because I think it is a really cool little list that you can make. So basically, it's a trend that goes around on social media each year, which is the things that you consider in for this year and the things that you're like basically saying is out that you're saying goodbye to. So my ins for 2024 is social media breaks, taking my Kindle with me everywhere, which you guys know I love doing. Slow living, which is something, it's going to take me a while to get there, but it's basically a concept of literally slow living. Just look it up on socials. It's it's actually really calming. And I'm like, I want that in my life. Uh, Productive over busy, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And there is actually a huge difference between being productive and being busy. Uh, Also, blank spaces in my planner, which you guys know I mentioned in setting up your ideal routine episode, which was, I think, last week. Um, What else do I have? Sunshine in the AM, days off, reading self-development in the mornings. I've just started getting back into self-development. I'm in a bit of a, a moment in my life right now, which I might share with you once I'm out the other end, hopefully. So I've been really wanting to get into healing and really dealing with my shit with my childhood, all the things. So reading self-development in the AM, reading fiction in the PM. I do not believe in reading self-development in the PM because your brain needs to have a break, but everyone's different. Family game nights, mobility, showing your kids it's okay to have emotions. So they're my ins for 2024. Now my outs for 2024 is perfectionism, putting up with toxic behavior, mindless scrolling, Comparing my season to others. So again, if I'm in my healing era, which is what I am right now, so I'm not feeling 100%, you know, not feeling, you know, my normal vibrant self, I'm not going to compare that to someone else's summer. So that thriving era. So just don't compare in general. Uh, What else is out is full schedules. That is such a big goal of mine this year. I'm trying to really free up my schedule, pushing emotions down, having phones attached to us 24-7, being an asshole to yourself judging your grief journey, and rushing through life. So those are my outs for 2024. Let me know. I'd love to know what you guys have as your ins and outs. Send me a message or comment on our Stepping Up podcast or whatever, but I would love to know. So yes, there is some big changes your girl is going to be trying to make this year. And I know with what I do for work and all the things, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. But again, that's why I'm backward engineering these business goals in two steps so I can have more free time and actually be able to sit down, watch a movie. Speaking of, I actually finally watched a movie. As you guys know, I do not watch TV. Like I, I just cannot sit my ass down and just watch TV. Like I think the last series I ever watched was Wednesday. That was such a good series. I actually really love that. But I finally watched a movie the other day with Ryan. I sat my ass down and we watched a rom-com, which was really nice because you guys know I love my smart book. So it kind of helped. 
And funnily enough, speaking of movies, there's a movie out at the moment. It's been out for a couple of weeks. It's called Anyone But You. And I cannot tell you how many messages I've gotten saying I look like the chick out of it. Her name's Sydney Sweeney. And bloody huge compliment. I feel like I'm like the wish version of Sydney Sweeney. But yeah, it just blows my mind that I've received so many messages. And apparently she was in Euphoria, which or whatever it is. I've never watched that. Her name was Cassie. And I got a lot of messages about that too. So I just thought that was super interesting. Anyway, I'm going to stop yapping because I could just tell you about my life all bloody day. This week's Stepping Stone is literally just to action these things. You know, you've been getting so much goodness in all these episodes. I want you just to be working through your reset workbook. I'm not going to be giving you more things to do. If anything, I want you to be making sure you have more blank spaces in your planner. So having more time for yourself. So today's episode, productivity. Now, why am I making an episode on this? For me personally, I have always struggled with productivity. You know, you guys know I have ADHD, which means productivity is not my friend. I really struggle with it. I naturally struggle with prioritizing things. I tend to feel like all the things that need to be done have to be done right now, right in this moment, whereas in the reality, that's not the truth. And this is why, again, I created a plan, a brand, because I want to help you break up all the craziness in your mind and get your life together and actually have some free time for yourself. Now, I can't even tell you for how long I unknowingly based my self-worth on my productivity levels and how much I was getting done. And I think, honestly, with society right now, we know it praises the hustle culture And now because of technology, we never really have a time to actually knock off like we used to. You know, I remember growing up when Facebook and MySpace first came out. For me to be on there, I had to like physically go sit down on this big ass computer right where like my parents were. So like, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't a vibe and I wasn't on there for very long. Whereas now we have the connection to the outside world in our pocket 24-7. And I think, you know, we live in the most distracting world to date. Technology, social media, the era of multitasking, which is the absolute devil, which I will talk to you about later. There's actually so much science behind that. And this is all why we struggle to switch off. You know, if you're someone who feels like, you know, your days are so jam-packed, but at the end of it, you just feel like you haven't got anything done, like you didn't even make a dent in your to-do list or the tasks, this is for you. And if you're just someone who just feels like you're in a constant state of overwhelm, please believe me when I say you're not alone in this. This is one of the biggest things I get asked on Instagram on all the platforms is how to be more productive, how do I organize my time, et cetera, et cetera. And for someone like myself who was, you know, previously and still am a hot mess, these are all the things I'm trying to teach you guys so you can be in control of your life again and not be a slave and be on that hamster wheel. We got to get off. We're getting off in 2024. So what's the difference between being busy and being productive? Just because you're busy doesn't necessarily mean you're being productive. Now, I'm going to go through some traits of a busy person versus a productive person. A busy person feels frantic with no clear vision, whereas a productive person is focused and feels clear on their daily plan. A busy person is fueled by perfectionism. Productive person is fueled by purpose. Busy person waits for everything to be perfect to even start the task, like doing tons of research, just writing out a million to-do lists and just leaving them there. Whereas a productive person will just start the task, takes it day by day, and then learns along the way. That's a big one for me because I always wait for things to be perfect before I start. A busy person works harder, productive person works smarter. 
A busy person prioritizes non-urgent tasks, whereas productive prioritizes the most important tasks. A busy person always attempts to multitask. When you're productive, you focus on one task at a time in order of importance. A busy person will give their attention and time to anything that's unrelated to the task they are meant to be doing, and they spread out related tasks with no planning, whereas a productive person reserves their time and attention for the important things, and they batch related tasks together. Another important thing busy people tend to do is they have many projects going all at one time, and they either A, don't get finished, or B, they get finished, but it absolutely kills them. And they always say yes to people and tasks, whereas a productive person has a small amount of amazing projects that get finished through doing bite-sized pieces. And these types of people say no by default to protect their time. So, you know, listening to that, are you busy or are you productive? I am naturally a busy person and this is why I need to be staying in tune with my routines and practices so I can be a productive person. I feel like some, look, some people are born productive, some people aren't, and I definitely was not born productive. Now, there's essentially four components of productivity. The first one is strategy or the ability to plan. Number two is focus or the ability to pay attention to one task at a time, something that I very much so struggle with and many of us do right now because we are in the age of distraction. Number three, productive choosing. So the ability to choose what's most important and make the right choices. Four is consistency, so to be able to stick to a plan and work at a consistent pace. There is other factors that affect our ability to be productive. Some I've already mentioned, but some are motivation, personality, training or education, your environment, which is a big one, which I'm going to get into in a minute, support from others, time management, and even luck. But there's also different mental health disorders that have different symptoms Um, But their effect on productivity can be very, very similar. So people who have ADHD, depression, anxiety and burnout can also show symptoms of, you know, trouble concentrating, staying motivated, memory problems, things like that. So that can really, really affect someone's level of being productive. And I can vouch for that 100%. And I'm sure like those of you have anxiety and the things that I mentioned, you would know this 100%. But even those of you who have periods throughout your life where you've just felt more anxious, like it's very, very hard to concentrate and think clearly. So productivity, as you can see, is all well and good. But as I mentioned earlier, we do live in a hustle culture and there is something known as toxic productivity. And I actually do see this a lot on social media as the hashtag that girl. And it's, you know, all these young girls who look like they're actually smashing themselves every single day. Good on them. But the thing is, I think we need to really remember that social media is like someone's resume. They're putting out their best bits. And, you know, toxic productivity is basically a term for workaholic. So when I'm taking you through these steps... And I'm going to say it many, many times so you guys understand we're not about toxic productivity here. I'm giving you this all, all this information so you can get your time back, get your mental sanity back, and you can ease your mental load. All right. So what are these steps, Steph? Like what things can we actually do from today that I can actually start being more productive? So the first one, which is honestly to me the most important, is your environment. You guys know this. I've talked about this in, I think it was like episode two or something, and I talk about how much your environment and the potential clutter and things in your environment affects your mental health. You know what it's like. So many people, they have to work from home. And I know for me, the days I work from home, before I even can open my laptop, I have to clean the house. Like everything has to be clean. Everything has to be in its place or I literally cannot concentrate. And that's because my brain 
Like our brains need things in order. And also when we're sitting there trying to work, if we see like there's a like dirty dishes over there or there's clothes on the floor or there's like shit everywhere from the kids, we keep thinking, oh, I got to do that later. I got to do that later. I got to do that later. So you're not actually being able to focus and pay attention. And a big one for me too is limiting distractions such as noise. I'm going to talk about noise first. So for me, I'm really bad at this. Like if there's a lot of noise going on around me, I literally cannot think and I get very, very anxious. So when I'm working in the warehouse, we have one big office that we're all in. So if there's lots of conversations going on, I have to put my headphones on. So that's a little tip that you guys can do. Even if you're working at home and the kids are losing their shit, or even if you're not working and you just don't want to listen to the kids losing their shit, put your headphones on. (laughs) Honestly, just be like, bye, I'm out. So do that. So limiting distractions such as clutter, again, makes us overwhelmed. Think about the noise and also having a really motivating environment. So having like motivational quotes, having like your own little rituals when you're doing this. And I'm not just talking about those who are working. Like this episode isn't just for those who have to work. It's for everyday life, for everyday people who have constant to-do lists. Like you don't have to just be working to have an endless scroll of tasks to do. Like honestly, there's things with the kids, there's life admin, there's house things, there's so many things. So this episode isn't just for workers. So, you know, make it motivating. I really like the rituals. I like to light a candle and I like to always make sure at the end of the day I wipe down my desk so the next day it's clear and things like that. And there was actually a study done on this for those who work full time at home are 70% less productive than those who don't work from home. So that goes to show you when you're at home, you're thinking about all the shit at home. So even do you know what makes me so productive is when I go to a cafe, for me, I put my headphones on. I do more work when others are around me, which is super weird than being at home by myself, but it's called body doubling. Um, I know there's even cool like live websites you can go on and everyone on there is just working or studying and you just literally on webcam. It's so random, but it does work. All right. So we've covered environment. The next thing is set daily goals and think smaller. So the one thing you need to do Well, there's two ways you can do this, but I recommend this way. Is the night before, lay out your day so you don't wake up anxious and overwhelmed or you can write your goals at the start of each day. Otherwise, you're going in blind. I think a lot of us know the feeling you wake up, you're like, oh shit, what have I got on today? What appointments have I got on? What's Johnny got? Like all these things are happening. And that's why I love writing in my to-do list in my planner the night before. Because as soon as I wake up, I don't have to think. I'm like, oh yeah, past stuff has already sorted out future stuff so I can get straight into it. The one thing I want to really flag with you guys, and I know we've spoken about goals, is breaking our goals down. We talked about this in episode 12 about reverse engineering them into habits or tasks. So I'm going to give you guys an example. And this is where a lot of people are using their plan and to-do list wrong because you're writing such huge tasks or goals and they're too broad so you don't even start. So an example of this is writing plan Johnny's birthday party. You know, there's a lot of things to do to plan a birthday party. So instead over the like two or three days, you can write down, decide on party location. Then the next day could be book venue, plan food, buy balloons. So that's like a few tasks. See how we've broken down one big task into a few small ones. Another example is instead of writing, clean the house. Your house is huge, mate. You just want, you're just going to clean the whole house. Like we don't want to be spending a whole day cleaning the house. So what we're going to do is you're going to write down tasks. So you could write vacuum floors tidy kids bedroom, do a load of washing, stuff like that. So be really specific. I want you to break it down. So the next point, which is related to this is planning and priorities. So I want you to really master your calendar and your planner. For me, if I don't write it down, 
It's out of sight, out of mind. I will literally forget. And that's where a lot of us get the mental load. So listing tasks in order of importance and tackling them one by one is the best way to do this. And you always want to do the hardest thing first. So then you're not procrastinating. I know for me, if I don't do my hardest task first, it makes it so much more painful. It's like pulling bloody teeth. And also determine your most productive time of day. For me, my most productive time of day is usually about nine o'clock in the morning. And for someone like Ryan, his is a bit later. And then there's other people who are better at nighttime. And that's like all about your chronotype. It's like your early bird, your night owl. So everyone's different like that. So determine your best time slot in the day and do the hardest task there because you want to be using your energy for your hardest task. And now once you've determined your most productive time of day, just being realistic and don't load up your to-do list. Look at what's actually urgent. There's so many times where I feel like everything, just because I'm overwhelmed, I feel like everything needs to be done right now, which can be a good thing. But with this, it's not like a lot of us look at the big picture of all the things and then we get overwhelmed as shit and then we get in procrastination mode and then we freeze and we don't do any of it. So look at what's actually urgent. And the biggest one, don't waste time on emails and socials. This is one of the biggest distractions of our time. I batch the times of day I answer emails and check socials. I'm going to be talking about time batching soon. But, you know, things like emails and socials are never ending. They're always going to be popping up every two seconds. You send an email, you get one back. You send a comment, you get one back. Sally's going to be posting herself in Tahiti 20 times a day. Like, it's always going to be there. You're not going to miss anything. And especially with emails, like, I always felt like I had to get back to them straight away. And I was wasting so much time because then I was multitasking. And multitasking is the actual devil, which I'm going to tell you why in a minute. It's insane how bad it is for you. But now what I do is I literally will spend half an hour in the morning, I'll do my emails, and then half an hour in the afternoon and do my emails. I will not look at them through the day unless there's like a really urgent project that is needing to be like actioned that afternoon, whereas I keep all my internal communication with my business in Slack, which is a whole other channel. And the same with socials. The amount of hours we spend on social media and then we wonder why we don't get anything done. And I'm not saying don't go on social media, 100%. You guys know it's my job. Socials is a great place when you want it to be. But just have a segment of time during the day where you get to spend an hour on social media. Because if you're constantly going back and forth between trying to get things done and being on social media, you guys know what it's like at work. If you've got your phone next to you on the desk, how many times do you end up going on there maybe to check something else and you end up opening up Instagram and then you're stuck on there for ages and then you've wasted all this time? All right, so I'm going to do a bit of a recap because I know we're covering a lot. So first, we've covered your environment, limiting distractions, setting bite-sized daily goals. We've talked about planning priorities, which I'm going to be getting into a little bit more in a minute, and not wasting time on emails and social media. Now, we're going to be talking about multitasking, and this is such an important part of being productive. Multitasking is not your friend. It really is not. I feel like we've grown up to believe that it makes us more productive, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. And there's so much science on how long it takes our brain to switch between tasks. Like our brains weren't built to multitask. Multitasking lowers your work quality and efficiency. And in studies, it says multitasking can lead to as much as a 40% drop in productivity. And then also, this is really interesting, people who are interrupted and have to switch their attention back and forth take 50% longer to complete a task. And I can vouch for that so much, especially like love my team. But when I'm at work or I'm at home and I'm trying to get work done and I've got a million people contacting me, I never get anything done. I'm just, I'm not productive. I'm just busy that day. 
And multitaskers also make up to 50% more errors when completing a task. And again, I've got the receipts, guys. I've got the receipts. You guys know I love my studies. There was a study at the University of London that showed people who multitasked while performing tasks experienced a significant IQ drop. The IQ drops were similar to what you see in individuals who skip a night of sleep or smoke, you know, the grass. <laughs> That's literally what it says. Isn't that insane? And also multitasking has been found to increase production of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which we know. Having our brain constantly shift gears, it pumps stress and ties us out. That's why we feel so mentally exhausted, even like before the workday has even begun. It's also found to hit us with adrenaline, which can overstimulate your brain and cause mental fog or scrambled thinking. The thing with multitasking apparently is that it creates a dopamine addiction feedback loop. So it's rewarding the brain for losing focus and then constantly searching for external stimulation. Sounds very similar to the social media and phone addiction we have, hey? And there's even things here that you might not even realize that is making you multitask. Like when you answer the phone or you look up something on the internet, you check your emails, send a message. You know, all these things is you being disrupted and it's also you multitask. If you've been following along this journey, you'll know how much organization has changed my life. I was and still am a hot mess and honestly, without my planner by my side, nothing would get done. I spent years creating these planners. They have sections for monthly reflections, intention setting, resets, challenges, meal planning, cleaning schedules, budgeting, and my secret page to make sure you can balance it all. As a thank you for listening to my podcast, I want to give you your own exclusive discount code, Steffing Up, for 15% off any products over at Steph Pace Planners. So if you're ready to take back control of your life and get on top of your to-do list, head to stephpaceplanners.com.au and use the code STEFFINGUP for your discount today. Now let's get back to the episode. Tasking. Now the next point following this is time batching. You want to be time batching similar tasks together. And there's a few reasons why. A lot of this, again, has got to do with our brain. But I actually, I think it was a couple of years ago, I read somewhere that for our brain to switch from a task that maybe is more in our creative zone, maybe like brainstorming or you could be designing something or just anything like that, anything thinking outside the box. When your brain switches between tasks, it takes your brain like at least 30 minutes to actually fully get into the focus of the new task, especially when the tasks are so opposite. So for example, for my job, there are days where I'm making up content, I'm coming up with ideas, I'm filming, I'm making new products. So it's very creative. And there's a huge part of my job that is more logistics, overseeing the team, doing like meetings, marketing, strategy, all that stuff. And they're so different. So years ago, I stopped putting them together. I try my best. It doesn't always happen. But I like to batch parts of my business and my day to be separate from each other. So you want to be grouping like tasks together because it's going to be so much easier for your brain to complete those tasks because they're so, so similar. So time blocking tasks that fall under the same category like admin and emails and then tasks that, again, require more creativity. And this is also the same for, you know, your own personal tasks. So you want to be doing all your planning for the week in one sitting, including things like meal planning and then allocating a segment of time to run errands. And then you want another segment of time for brainstorming, thinking outside the box or being creative, whether that's for business or a hobby, even down to batch cleaning the house. So choosing zones of the house and then just focusing on cleaning for that section of the day, instead of like running here and there, doing some errands, then running back, doing some cleaning. Like you want to try to keep like items together and like tasks together. 
Here's a little example of my batching week and just a little disclaimer. My routine always changes because things are always changing, but this is the current one. So Mondays is planning and scripting day. So this is where I'm really sitting down doing that really deep work where I'm scripting a podcast or content for the week, just really, you know, planning out my week and everything I need to do. And scripting podcast takes me forever as well. Tuesday is a creative day. So that's for recording and then filming. Wednesdays is more like logistics, things like staff approvals and meetings. Thursdays is SBP marketing and new product development. Fridays is admin and scheduling for the next week. Another example of daily time batching to actually break up your day is, for example, 5 to 7 a.m. can be your self-care time. So do a workout, meditate, journal. 7 to 9 a.m. is doing the errands and things like getting the kids ready for school and you getting ready for the day. 9 to 11 is doing deep work or large jobs that you really need to do and have energy for. So that could be, you know, work, projects, or even cleaning, whatever you need to do. And then you have, you know, your scheduled break, which we all need. And then from 1 p.m., try to focus on light tasks if you're someone like myself. Again, doing like my heavier lifting earlier in the day, easier shit after lunch because I have absolutely no brain left. Now, if you struggle just to even start something, just start any task, you just don't want to bloody start the thing, here are some things to help you. Number one, use a timer. Using a timer is honestly a game changer. I do it when I'm doing the bloody folding the washing because that is so boring, honestly. If I didn't have to do one thing again, I don't know if it would be the laundry or the cleaning. Part of me feels like it'd be the laundry because I freaking hate it. It's so shit. Anyway, so even doing things like cleaning laundry and things like that because it helps you keep track of time and makes you hyper-focused because you know the timer is going to go off. And it also brings out your competitive spirit because you want to try and beat the timer. And with this, of course, helps to limit distractions. And this is a great thing to do at the end of the day. You know, you finally got the kids into bed, which is bloody like wrestling an octopus. <laughs> and you're just so buggered and you just don't want to clean. And you're like, oh, future Steph's going to be so pissed off at me. So I set a timer for 10 to 15 minutes. And then you get competitive because you're like, oh, I'm going to get everything done before this timer goes off. And you get really into it. All right. Now, a quick recap. We've covered your environment, your distractions, setting bite-sized daily goals, planning, prioritization, not wasting your time on emails and socials, multitasking is the devil, time batching and using a timer. Now, here are some unexpected ways to boost your productivity. The first one, which relates to our last point, is taking breaks, well-calculated breaks, because this is going to give your brain a mental break and then you can come back fresh. So for me, if I've been at my desk for too long, I start to go a bit crazy. I get brain fog and I can't think. So I just need to go out and I have little reset walks. And that's kind of what I do when I'm working from home. Even at the office, I'll be like, hey, guys, let's go for a walk. And then you just have a minute. Another thing is exercising regularly. So for me personally, the days I exercise in the morning, I notice I have so much more energy for the whole day. I've managed to do that thing for myself. Like I'm just feeling mentally okay about spending this much time working. And it actually has a lot of science behind it too. And this is also important too if you're a mother. Like exercise for me really releases a lot of built up emotion and a lot of anxious energy you, you wake up with. So the days I exercise, I'm so much more productive. And the reason also for this is exercise, as we know, it gets your blood going and provides your cells with more oxygen. And this improves your brain function and lowers stress levels. The next thing that actually makes you more productive is eating a healthy diet. You guys know what it's like. I know at work, I've been like, oh, 
I didn't bring lunch. I'm just going to get Uber Eats. And you eat a huge greasy burger and you get chips. And then afterwards, you literally want to fall asleep. Like you can't think. You feel lethargic. You're so tired now. You're in a food coma. There's a reason. You want to be making sure you're eating foods that work with your body and fuel you with energy and sustain your blood sugar, which is a big one. Here's a little rundown from the Harvest Business Review on why like food is so important. Just about everything we eat is converted by our body into glucose, which provides energy for our brains to stay alert. So when we're running low on glucose, we have a tough time staying focused and our attention drifts. This explains why it's hard to concentrate on an empty stomach. And now what's really important to know is not all foods are processed by our bodies at the same rate. Some foods like pasta, bread, cereal release glucose quickly, leading to a burst of energy followed by a slump. Others like high fat meals, think, you know, cheeseburgers and things like that, provide more sustained energy, but require our digestive system to work harder, reducing oxygen levels in the brain and making us groggy. And also something to note is instead of like letting your glucose levels bottom out around lunchtime, you will perform better by grazing throughout the day. The spikes and drops in your blood sugar are bad for productivity and for your brain. So having smaller, more frequent meals throughout your workday and just your normal everyday life will help maintain your glucose at a consistent level. So then you're going to have more sustained energy and you're not going to be getting like slumps and brain fog and all the things. So now that we know that, what do we eat, Steph? Steph, what do we eat? So Lisa DeFazio, who is a registered dietitian, she said it's important to go heavy on the protein and healthy fats and easy on the carbs when choosing what you eat for lunch. As we mentioned before, when you have lots of really heavy carby foods, we get very tired. People who have fruits and veggies on a regular basis tend to be more engaged and also making sure you're getting your protein and your healthy fats. So those are the types of things to consider when you're packing your lunches for work and things like that, because I know 100%. When I eat a big-ass meal that's got lots of shit in it, I want to go to sleep and I can't think. And also, if I'm not eating consistently throughout the day, I get so tired and I cannot focus. So those are all the steps you guys can now take at home. You can take them right now to help you be more productive. And also just remember, you know, we're living in a society, again, that is full of distractions. There's actually a really good book out I really want to read. It's called Stolen Focus, and I think that would be a great book to read. If you have read it, please let me know. Send me a DM. But be kind to yourself, but start taking these steps. You know, look at your environment that you're in. Limit the distractions that you have around yourself. Don't overload your to-do list. And making sure your to-do list is so specific and you're not putting broad tasks on every line. Don't even try to multitask. And from our episode the other week on creating your ideal routine, if you haven't listened to that, please go listen to it because that's really going to help you create that routine and help you time batch and help you be productive. And of course, doing all the good things like eating well, moving your body and taking breaks. These things are going to actually change the game for you. And I really hope this episode helped. It's not about being a bloody machine. This is about working smarter and having more time for us so we can just chill and watch Netflix or whatever. And just a reminder, your self-worth doesn't depend on your productivity levels. I love you guys and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusted planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. 
make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog and make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.